Hey there! All Latino is taking a break from making new shows for a bit while we regroup for the upcoming year. But that doesn't mean that we'll leave you without some great content from All Latino's extensive inventory of interviews. We'll be taking a deep dive into our archive and pulling out some of our favorite coverage throughout the years. Enjoy! As we continue to celebrate Women's History Month here on Alt Latino, we've decided to go back to a couple of interviews with two Latino vocalists who were just about to launch careers that have since made them very familiar to Latin music fans around the world. From NPR Music, this is Alt Latino. I'm Felix Contreras. And once again, we're going back into the Alt Latino archive. First, a 2016 interview with Cuban singer Daime Arosena, in which we chatted about the cultural connection between the U.S. and Cuba and the influence that has on her music. And we'll also hear from Puerto Rican singer Ile from an interview that originally aired in 2017, just as she was about to release her first solo album. Up first, back to 2016, when Cuban vocalist Daime Arosena dropped by the Alt-Latino World Headquarters in Washington, D.C. Now, since this interview, Daime has really blossomed as a recording artist. She has toured the world sharing her own take on Cuban music, a pastiche that is equal parts soul music from the U.S. and Afro-Cuban tradition. And did I mention she's funny as heck? Check out this interview she did with Jasmine Garst and I. From Cuba, by way of uh, New Orleans and Los Angeles and everywhere else this week, this is Daimea Rosena. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, guys. Thank she's, you so much. She's been on a short tour of the United States, and she stopped here in Washington, D.C., and we're extremely glad to have her. Okay, we're going to start with one of your songs. This one that I am listening now, Ay, sin empezar. <laughs> it's about my but, crazy love... Histories, you know, <laughs> just what you guys were talking about. <laughs> Daime Arosena with the song Sin Empezar, and she's with us in the studio today. You are on a very short tour of the United States right now. It comes at the time when uh, it's a very interesting time with between the relations and the history of the United States and Cuba. Is it just crazy to see what's happening right now with the U.S. and Cuba? Is it something that you never thought would have happened? Uh, maybe not that quickly, but, you know, yeah, I knew it. I knew it. The good thing is that Cuba is still kind of pure. I love that. But anyway, we need internet and we need <laughs> we need to be part of the world too in the 2016 for sure. In Cuba, we have a lot of problems, but we survive. We survive. We don't cry. We fight. And that's the same feeling that I get here in the U.S. People are not crying everywhere like, we don't have, we don't have. No, no, no. We don't have, but we fight to get it. So that's why... I love U.S. and I feel this nice connection with Cuba too. So for me, it's like a 
Miro. Everyone seems really excited. Some people are also worried about what it means for the future of Cuba. What, what do you think? Are people worried? Are they excited? In Cuba? Yeah, about what this means. For the, we, we are waiting for that. We are so excited. We are pretty excited. Trust me. We are like a country of good people, always with the energy to to be able for all the change, you know, all the all the new stuff. We um, we are missing that. We are missing to to be part of the industries, to be part of everything. So everyone is waiting for that big change. You know, sometimes we are kind of crazy because the, the change is not gonna be like this. You know, uh, I hope that it's gonna go slowly. But anyway, people are like so excited about a new time in Cuba. Yeah. And w and one of the things that people are excited about is to be able to be exposed to uh, Cuban artists, Cuban music. In Cuba, you get musicians, like phenomenal musicians, every corner, and. I think all we need is to be in the eyes of everywhere because the, 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 the people are still in the, you know, in the 50s with Buena Vista Social Club and everything. Yeah. We have 50 years more, more than that, 50 years creating, 50 years composing, 15 years singing, playing. When you arrive in Cuba, you see an island that is like a treasure the the treasure of of the culture of the music you know of the freedom about creating because that's a good point about cuba we don't have musical industry so we are still kind of pure about creating we just create because we like to do music in the good way and you feel the music from the soul more than from you know um this economic stuff how i sell this song how do you do you know what i mean yeah, yeah. the music is spiritual it's from the soul so you know um and just i just hope with this new moment that cuba is living all the great musicians that we have everywhere get the opportunity to to being around the world showing what I what we have inside. So thanks Obama. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's one of the things that if we can try to a myth that we can try to dispel uh, here on the show and in general the idea that because of the economic and financial blockade between the United States and Cuba, you guys heard American music all the time. Yes. Right? Even when it was prohibited, we didn't care about it. I mean, I didn't I didn't uh, get that moment. I didn't get that moment because I, I, I wasn't born. But I know that at, at one moment, you know, in the 60s, in the 70s, it was prohibited to listen uh, music from the Yankees, you know. Yeah. But people referred to get in jail, you know. I I know people that they 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 were so in love about American music and they were playing American music, and they got in jail just to listen American music. 
what you're talking about about music being prohibited janky music yeah like that happened in a lot of latin america yeah and what one of the things that didn't uh understand is that a lot of music in the u.s mm-hmm. was actually very subversive and it was protesting and it was talking about racism and classism yeah. and all yeah. these issues and i'm wondering if there was something that clicked for you as not just as a cuban woman as a black cuban woman i mean what was going on when you guys were hearing this for example in this case in this specific case oh nina simone i'm in love with her because she used to sing her songs the songs that that she wrote because those songs are explaining what she was living in in her moment and that's why i feel that connection with her i mean i really like like ella fitzgerald and billy holiday but in nina case she was honest with herself and i love musicians when when they are playing the things that they are feeling inside you know they are creating they are putting in the paper because those are things that they are living in the moment so um I think maybe that's the that's the that's the the way that I started to to fall in love about American music too, because um when someone is singing something that is coming from their soul, you know, from the soul, from from all the feelings that you have inside, for all your sadness or your happiness or or that's a that's a taste that you cannot compare with anything else and you know for me it's like my food this all i need <laughs> <laughs> that's that's all we need to fall in love of. <laughs> that moment when he said dicen que puedes darme todo lo que existe o por lo menos todo lo que dices Que es casi, casi lo que sueño yo. That's too much. I mean, ah, man, you, you don't need anymore to fall in love. <laughs> Pancho, I love you, man. <laughs> so tell me a little about yourself because I feel like your music, you're really different than what I thought you would be in person. Yeah? Yeah, because I feel like your music is, correct me if I'm wrong, it's very soulful and... There's a melancholy to it, mm-hmm. and there's like a. Even when it's happy, it's it feels very uh, holy, almost yeah. like sacred. Yeah, and you are so much fun and like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and loud and yeah. somebody I would probably want to go get a drink with. <laughs> so, what's up with those two personas? Uh, um, that's a what a good question. I don't know. Um, in this kind of musician life, you know, you can you can get any kind of experience. You can meet any kind of persons. You have to fight first with yourself and second with the life to win, to win. So um, all I got to win in my in my own war is to laugh. Always to have a good smile for all the situations that I that that I get, because you know, 
I'm pretty young still. If I if I start now my crazy life life like to taking it serious in the serious way, I'm gonna be the most arrogant and complicated lady when I get 40. <laughs> and I don't want that. <laughs> I want beautiful boys around me when I you know <laughs> when I been when I been 40 or 50. I mean I, I want to keep my young soul forever. If it's possible, because uh, the body is not possible, but my my soul, I wanted to keep it young. So uh, my saint said to, to me, Oshun, she, she said to me, I gave you the voice, your voice, and your laugh, and your honey. You have three things of mine. Your voice, to sing, to talk, to everything your laugh you're gonna find all these uh, so solutions that you are looking for just laughing and honey honey to get sweet everything to make better everything you know uh you can put honey in your in your body and and all the problems are gonna are, are gonna follow down Cause you know, um, honey is like halosa. Ah, uh, slippery. It's slippery. So, put honey in your body. Put honey in your voice. Put honey everywhere. Get uh, make sweet everything, and you're gonna win. So uh, that's all I tried. She said that I'm I'm trying. <laughs> Okay, that was a snippet from the 2016 Alt-Latino interview with Daime Arosena from the episode called Music, Laughter, Honey, Daime Arosena's Secret Recipe. That was six years ago, and I've talked to her many times since then, mostly at her shows, and she's just as dynamic, funny, and engaging as she was back then. Maldito sean los amores que te amarran sin consuelo Malditos sean los abrazos que rasguñan el querer. Okay, finally we hear from a 2017 interview with Boricua vocalist Ileana Cabra, who goes by the name of Ile. Back then, she was just about to launch what has become a very successful solo career, and I talked to her about her journey, her musical influences, and her work as a solo musician. Because as a reminder, Ile was a member of the mega-successful rap group Calle 13 with her brothers Rene Joglar and Eduardo Cabra. So going solo was a big step for her. And here's what she had to say about that in the following interview. <laughs> okay, so we just played a track from your from your record, your last record, which was a phenomenal smash in in every way. We loved it here at Alt Latino, and so did a lot of other people. And you're still riding the uh, the wave of that popularity. Why do you think it was so popular? What kind of uh, message? What kind of chord did it strike with people? Um, I, I, I don't know. Um, um, I, I was surprised to see the reaction of, of people, uh, with this album because it's my first one and I just did what I felt 
I, I, I needed to do. Um, and it's, it was in some way to uh, use as an influence uh, my musical culture as a Puerto Rican and as a Caribbean. And it's because I'm a very fan of our own music. And I was feeling like uh, nowadays it was being a little forgotten uh, through the years. So I felt that necessity to work with my roots in some way. But I was not thinking at all uh, how people were going to receive it. Uh, so I said to myself, I said, well, at least I'm happy. I enjoyed it a lot. The whole process, I learned a lot. So let's see how people uh, listen to it. Uh, but I was not expecting anything at all. So I was very excited. I am very excited to how <laughs> this year has been going on. It was very intense and people, I'm very grateful that people are appreciating this work that that took this whole album, Inevitable. It was uh, it was quite a work. It was quite an effort and, and very successful, like I said. But And also, um, I my own perspective, my thought is that I think people sometimes need to be reminded or like to be reminded, especially younger people. When I was your age, I like to be reminded of um, raíces, my roots, right? And I think that uh, that's very popular with people these days. Yeah, I think it's, it's necessary uh, because um, some people say to forget the past, but I don't think that's that's healthy because the past also uh, is what forms the present and it's part of who we are now. So we need to embrace the past uh, in, in a way and transform it uh, to make it better and and make it uh, and make a better future. Uh, so uh, I like to to take the past in that way, like to in a way of transformation and learning. Uh, with from that from the past. Well, Tio Felix says that if you don't know where you've been, you don't you'll not know where you're going. So, <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. know, and I think that let's talk a little bit about that because, uh, and you've probably talked about this quite a bit uh, in the past, but we want to hear it again. You know, the the idea that you you came of age with uh, the group Calle Trece and the forefront of the Latin hip-hop, hip-hop in general, uh, but your heart is in a different era. Uh, in a way, um, I, I feel like I'm very open to all types of mu of music, and I like to also explore with, with other things and get out of my comfort zone. But um, I, I feel it is also a, a very important part, especially in with interpretation. My grandmother taught me a lot about the importance of interpretation uh, while singing. And I didn't recognize that uh, until I was uh, through the years with my own brothers and with myself, uh, with the singing lessons, uh, that every word um, explains something and has a and has a meaning and has a feeling and has a way of saying it and has a different tone uh, and that is important to transmit it uh, in an in in the most honest way possible and that for me is very important and it's something that I'm feeling that nowadays is lacking uh, in in music because now everything is so perfect in sound and uh, that it feels everything Uh, feel a little distant and a little further uh, so uh, for me it's important when I when I listen to music I like it to feel uh, 
close to me. And that's what I love about this music, uh, mainly from, from another time. But I like that there was a feeling uh, that, I, that it's transmitted more directly because everything was not so perfect. Like the arrangements were perfect, but if, if the sound was not... Um, like it sounded live. It mm. sounded uh, live in 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 the in the whole meaning of the word, uh, and and you also felt alive listening to it. So that's what that's my main purpose in in doing art and in doing music uh, that the that it transmits directly to to people who are going to listen to it. In in the music from that era whether it's a uh, big bambolero like this or even some of the jazz or s any of the music where they were recorded live uh, pop music for example there's a there's for musicians because I play a little bit of music for musicians there's a slight tension there's a little bit of excitement when you're recording like that because you know one wrong note and you got to start all over so there's an edge to the music always that gives it a little bit more you know yeah mm, it makes it and it can come out perfect but there's always room for Okay, we don't want to make a mistake, and so everybody's like, it's even more of a oof. I don't even yeah. know what the word but is. But still, I I I love when a mistake suddenly uh, <laughs> makes everything more perfect. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love that about mistakes. Like suddenly, the maybe that wasn't the note, but what you did was great. Like maybe it made made everything better. So I love mistakes. <laughs> Let's take a break from the music and talk a little bit about um, what's going on in Puerto Rico right now. First of all, how is your family? Is everybody okay? Did you guys get through okay, more yeah. or less? Yes, um, we are good. Uh, only half of my uh, roof from the balcony that is from uh, this wooden, it went away, but we're good. Um, and my whole family is good as well. My mom was in Argentina, so I, it was good. Uh, because she's she's okay, and we took care of each other there in Puerto Rico, so we're good. Uh, but the rest of the country isn't. So. Were, and were you there when the storm hit? Yeah, I was. I lived there. Um, so uh, it was very strong. It was very long. Uh, there was a time where you didn't know if it was going to end, uh, and it was something that we've never seen before. <laughs> and um, it was uh, through daylight mostly. Uh, so we were seeing everything uh, outside the trees uh, where I live. There's a tree that was 200 years that fell and it's, it's crazy. But also uh, the rest of the country, a lot of houses uh, are not existent right now. And, and a lot of people um, are now going through a lot uh, and there's still no light and we're like in our day 40 I think I, I have water in my house uh, but a lot of the country doesn't have light uh, unless you live nearby a hospital and also suddenly the hospital the light in the hospital goes away uh, because there's a lot of electricity cables on the street and the uh, it's it's a mess. It's very crazy. It's very sad. Very frustrating because I cannot believe how unsensitive the government of the United States and also the government of Puerto Rico has been through all this. It's weird. It's humiliating. <laughs> One thing that strikes me about this is that um, even though you're going through this, there seems to be this spirit of resilience. Right, it's like the Puerto Ricans 
they will survive. Yeah, it's it's very unconscious because for me, that's what independence is about. I'm part of the minority of that wants Puerto Rico to be independent. Uh, but it's 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 almost ironic how people, uh, like, I don't know if it's a reaction of, of the body of the, of the humanity. We are helping each other as Puerto Ricans. We're not waiting for anybody. And that's, that's what it's all about, of, of help, of being, um, Uh, feeling empathy with each other, of, of be, uh, feeling um, a solidarity, and that's what is happening, and that's what relieves me uh, that there is something there that that we are taking care of each other and as a whole big family, and that's what we are, and that's how we should work from now on uh, in in our own in our own way, uh, and that's what we need to learn uh, that that we haven't learned in school, that, that uh, our history has um, taken us away. Um, like, uh, we don't know so much about our own history and, and about our own people. So now it's like a moment of transformation, of changes, of realizing a lot of things that is going on. It's like, it's like moving another skin. Uh, so it's... it's uh, It's incredible everything that we're going through, but I think in a way, well, in the bad things, there's always a good thing. You know, we learn from them and we try to figure out how to work it out. And that's what we're going through now. Is it too soon to talk about the effect of the the storm on the music scene there? I mean, it, I'd imagine that without electricity, there are no play. You you can't play music. Some of the venues probably have been destroyed. I'm wondering about recording studios. I'm wondering about uh, musicians who had instruments, you know, and even some of the folk instruments like bomba y plena, all the tambores and all that, you know. What is that, Does anybody have any idea what kind of effect it's having? Um, well, uh, Jerry Medina, uh, that well, he's like my uncle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's been singing in Old San Juan in La Barandilla since, like, the the day after the hurricane. Uh, so it's nice because he has been gathering up musicians that live in San Juan and he was, they were playing uh, and he plays the trumpet and he sings amazingly. Uh, so it was nice. It was refreshing to see the, the videos of, of him singing uh, in the plaza. And, and there's also been some other people playing uh, bomba and rumba and plena. I think it could happen more. I think it's something we we need as well because uh, I cannot believe that sometimes like in Puerto Rico there's not so much music as I want to to feel like uh, bomba for me is like our it's like our, that part of who we are and I would like love to see that on the street and you you don't need no mic and you don't need no electricity to to play that so I think uh, it could be a little uh, there could be a little more unplugged music but people are also you know processing everything and i know a lot of people are taking care of their families and taking care of the whole country uh, at the same time because uh, well i was there the other days like you wake up and you try to work your own things but also it's like okay let's get together and let's go to some town and work and give food give water and see how we can um work together so it's it's like an another um way of living now <laughs> huh. 
Yeah. So you're you're saying that you think that the music scene may come back even more vibrant. I hope so. I hope so. Um, I think, yeah, at least I'm, in my house I've been writing a lot. I've been composing uh, with whatever I can and I've been letting go a lot of things. I think it's healthy. I think it's what musicians uh, need uh, to do to, to work this out uh, better, <laughs> you know? Uh, so, yeah, I think now we have, like... Uh, we we see things a whole lot differently uh, after this. That was from the 2017 Alt-Latino episode called Guest DJ. Ile shares the classic sounds driving her new solo music. You know, one of the joys of doing this show for so long is that it has been fascinating to watch musicians grow and develop over time and become the amazing musicians we know now. And to me, it's especially gratifying to watch so many young female musicians become vital members of the Latin music community, expressing their womanhood in so many creative ways. That's it for this week's show. Another focus on women during this Women's History Month. Alt-Latino intern Kat Spasado is producing these shows, and she has been digging up some great archive material. So tune in next week to check out what she finds next. You have been listening to Alt-Latino from NPR Music. I'm Felix Contreras. Thanks for listening, and as always, please be safe out there, folks. Take care of each other. <laughs>